Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 29. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. You cannot pass on anointing. Anointing is something that comes from God. And you cannot listen, and really, man cannot ordain. Do you understand that ordination does not come from man? People come to me from time to time, and they'll say, Pastor Rodney, can you ordain me? And I'll tell them, absolutely not. I cannot ordain you. No one can ordain you. Why? Because, listen, ordination comes from God and God alone. It was Jesus who said in John chapter 15, verse 16, Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. You see, God is the only one who can ordain. When man gives you an ordination, I have staff pastors that I have given an ordination certificate to. But I didn't ordain them. What I did was ratify, watch this, I ratified and recognized what I believed God was already doing in their life. I simply just said, hey, you know what? Hey, I see you have like a, a shepherd's heart. And I acknowledge and see that shepherd's heart and say, hey, you must be called to the ministry. You're called to be a pastor. I just acknowledge. I just ratify. I just recognize something that God is already doing. But man can't give you the gift and man cannot anoint you to do the ministry. And I'll tell you something. You can't go to school to get the anointing. That's the truth. If there's one thing, listen, people, can we just get this? Can the church... Hear me. Can you hear me? You cannot pass on anointing and you can't earn it in a degree. I don't care how many letters you get after your name. Well, I'm Reverend Doctor. And why do we love this name thing? I mean, we we love the title thing. We love the title. The title, man, the title. Who are you? Well, I am Dr. Pastor Reverend. It goes on and on and on, you know. And, you know, people send me mail and from time to time and, you know, it has Reverend Finch on it. I'm like, I don't, even, I don't like that name, Reverend. I prefer right Reverend Finch. <laughs> Just kidding. Now, if you put that on there, I might say, hmm, now we're on to something. And uh, but no, I mean, you can't you can't get this anointing. You, you can't you can't earn it. It's something that comes from God or nation. I'm going to tell you about it in just a minute at toward the end of our sermon. But but we'll, we'll see that Aaron and his sons, they didn't do anything to get this anointing. 
They didn't do anything to organize the ceremony. They didn't do anything to organize the consecration. God separated himself for people and God did it all by himself. Now, you want to notice if you're taking notes, you want to notice four steps to ordination. Go ahead and look at verse four, if you will. Four steps to ordination. Number one, do you see it? I had you underline it in verse four. Four steps to ordination. Number one, the washing with water. You see that? Aaron and his sons were to be brought to the door of the tabernacle and to be bathed in the presence of the people. Now, this bathing, you got to understand something. In the middle of the Sinai, the desert, water is a premium. So this bathing ceremony at the door of the tabernacle, this is a big deal. And we'll also note that they were washed in the presence of the people. So Aaron and his sons were to come, Nadab and Abihu, that's their names, were to come to the door, strip down, in front of the people, and be washed. Now, how many of us really want to go in ministry? (laughs) Any takers? Going once, going twice, I ain't going to wait on you. I mean, some interesting things, and I tell you that now to tell you this, as we travel through this chapter, hopefully quicker than I'm going right now, you'll see some very interesting things as it relates to ministry. So they were to be washed in the presence of the Lord. In other words, listen, God was teaching the priest. And I think what the Lord is teaching us is, listen, if you're going to go into ministry, you have to take a bath. That's a deep spiritual lesson. You need to be washed. If you're going to do ministry, then you need to be clean in the presence of God. You need to be clean. Hey, listen, I can say this in 2007. If you're going to go into ministry, you need to be a Christian. You know how many people are in ministry not even saved? Rodney, what, what, what are you saying? I'm saying there are people in the ministry who are not Christians. They do not believe in the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit. They do not believe in the once and for all sacrifice of Jesus. They do not believe in the virgin birth of Jesus. Do you know, if you don't believe in the virgin birth, we have every reason to question whether you are really a Christian. That's a whole nother path. That's a whole nother sermon. There are plenty of people where they're not washed. They're not clean. They're not even saved. God says, listen, first of all, Aaron, here, get this. Sons, get this. If you're going to go into ministry, number one, You're going to have to be washed. Why? Because God only uses prepared, clean vessels. And before you're used, you must be clean. Secondly, you want to notice, fast forward to verse 7. Notice talking about four steps to ordination. There had to be the anointing. You see that in verse 7 with oil. When a king or a prophet was being anointed, They would be, they'd have oil poured over them. Notice it says in verse 7, and you shall take the anointing oil and pour it on his head. You see that? So they would pour this oil over the head. It would run down the face and soak the beard and even run down and soak the front of their clothing. And and, and they would just kind of just pour it. I mean, just dab it. I mean, just really pour it. Unlike what we do today. I mean, again, I've been in consecration or nation services. 
And we take a little dab of oil and, you know, you know, a little dab of do you, you know what I mean? You're just kind of, <laughs> kind of you know, and why is it that we always make the cross? I'm guilty. If I anoint you, if I anointed some of y'all, y'all know I made a little cross right there. Why do we do that? That's just, I don't know why we do that. You know, from now on, if you want to be anointed, you should probably bring like a raincoat because I'm a poor half gallon of water. A bucket of oil. I mean, that's exactly what they would do. They would pour this oil over them, and it would literally uh, just soak them from from head to toe. And then talking about four steps to ordination, step number three, the animal sacrifice. Go ahead and look at it in verse 10. We just read it. And you want to get the scene here. As Aaron and his sons are present, the people are present, and they would bring a bull before the tabernacle. And Aaron and his sons were to put their hands on the head of the bull and then kill the bull. Step number four. The fourth step was to happen in this ordination service was the anointing with the blood. That's in verse 12. Go ahead and peek at that. Not only was this the ordination service, but also we learn it's called the sin offering. It's a sin offering. Now, as we pointed out, even last week, as we just read it, They would take the bull and they would cut its throat. And the blood is to be bled out to the last drop. And then they would fillet the bull and take the fat that covered the entrails and the fatty lobe that was attached to the liver, the two kidneys and the fat that was attached to it. And they would take all of this stuff and they would put it on the altar and the skin and the dung was to be taken outside of the camp and burned. You see, if you were to attend this ordination service, you would have actually been repulsed. Remember, I told you last week, I said, this is yucky stuff. This really is yucky stuff. This is graphic. It's yucky. It's bloody. And it makes an impression. Why? Because, listen, it's supposed to make. Remember, it's a sin offering. It's supposed to make an impression because the sin offering was supposed to be a repulsive thing because God sees sin as repulsive. God sees sin as repulsive. So God is actually making a statement here. It's a sin offering and it's ugly and it's bloody. And if you were to rate this scene, it would be rated R for restricted because it's ugly. It's nasty. It's bloody. And it really does make an impression. God is teaching them the price for a life of sin, for sin, is the innocent. An innocent bull sacrificed. And of course, we fast forward to the New Testament, and we know that Jesus, the innocent, was sacrificed for us, the guilty. You see the the connection? The innocent for the guilty. We see that right here in chapter 29. Let's go ahead and look at verses 15 through 18. And you shall also take one ram and Aaron and his son shall put their hands on the head of the ram and you shall kill the ram and you shall take its blood and sprinkle it all around on the altar. And then you shall cut the ram up in pieces, wash its entrails and its legs and put them with its pieces and with its head. And you shall burn the whole ram on the altar and this offering is, not an alt, uh, uh, offering is not a sin offering. What is it, saints? It's a burnt offering to the Lord. And it's a sweet aroma and an offering made by fire to the Lord. So now we have the burnt offering. The burnt offering. In the burnt offering, they were to take the ram, 
cut it up in pieces, wash the entrails and the legs, take the head, cut it off, stack it up. Are you guys getting this scene here? This is a stacked up mess on the altar. And they were to watch it burn. And it's a burnt offering to the Lord. Now, the burnt offering said to them, listen, we have failed. This is what this was to teach them, that we have failed to give God our all. This animal now gives its all to atone for our failure. And we've decided to live now giving our all to God. That's what it spoke of. The fact that we're giving our all to God. And doesn't that sound like stay around with me on Sunday morning? Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beg you, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body, that's give it all, that you present your body a living sacrifice, not a dead one like right here. God's not saying, look, if you're going to be all for me and I'm going to use you and you're going to be a sacrifice for me, then, then, then God's going to cut you up and put you on the altar. God say no. In the New Testament, Paul says, I beseech you, brother, in Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. Not a dead one, but a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. You know what that means? That means it just makes sense for you to give yourself to God. Amen. It's your reasonable service. It's not unreasonable. It's reasonable. It just makes good sense. And don't be conformed to this world, verse 2, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. Listen, saints, that just makes good sense for the Christian to give their life to God. Give it all, man. What you holding back for? Well, you know, I just go to church and do the Christian thing. But then, you know, Saturday night I do what I want. You know, everybody has a vice. You know, everybody's got something that they do. Well, it shouldn't be that way. Maybe it is that way, but it shouldn't be. Christians should give their all to God. Amen. 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 I'm going to keep saying until you say it. Amen. We should give everything to God. I mean, Lord, here, everything, it's a, it's a sacrifice. I give it all to God. I don't withhold Anything from God. Look at verse 19 through 28. We'll take a bigger chunk. And you shall also take the other ram and Aaron and his sons and put their hands on the head of the ram. And then you shall kill the ram and take some of its blood and put it on the underline this tip of the right ear of Aaron and on the tip of the right ear of his kids, his sons, on the thumb of the right hand and on the big toe. Did y'all know that was in the Bible? Put some blood on the big toe of their right foot and sprinkle the blood all around on the altar. And you shall take some of the blood that is on the altar and some of the anointing oil and sprinkle it on Aaron and on his garments, on his sons and on the garments of his sons with him. And he and his garments shall be hallowed or made holy and his sons and his sons garments with him. Also, you shall take the fat of the ram, the fat tail, the fat that covers the entrails, the fatty lobe attached to the liver 
the two kidneys and the fat on them, the right thigh, for it is a ram of consecration. Take one loaf of bread, one cake made with oil, one wafer from the basket of the unleavened bread that is before the Lord. And you shall put all of these in the hands of Aaron and in the hands of his son. And you shall wave them as a what? Wave offering before the Lord. And you shall receive them back from their hands and burn them on the altar as a burnt offering. So wave it and take it back and put it on the altar as a sweet aroma before the Lord. It's an offering made by fire to the Lord. And then you shall take the breasts of the ram of Aaron's consecration and wave it as a wave offering before the Lord. And it, underline this, shall be your portion, Aaron. And from the ram of the consecration, you shall consecrate the breast of the wave offering, which is waved, and the thigh of the heave offering, which is raised, of that which is for Aaron, and of that which is for his sons. And it shall be from the children of Israel for Aaron and his sons by a statute forever. For it is a heave offering. It shall be a heave offering from the children of Israel, from the sacrifices of their peace offerings, that is, their heave offering to the Lord. Stop right there. I don't know, guys, listen, if you are getting this, but there is a lot to go through to get ordained in the ministry. Goodness gracious. There's a lot to go through to get in ministry, and it should be. Because ministry is serious. God loves his people, and God covers his people. And God doesn't want just anybody doing ministry to his people. Now, I know that's not really popular nowadays because, I mean, after all, you get these mega churches, somebody's got to do the work. Somebody's got to minister to all them kids and somebody's got to clean the place. And, you know, well, you know, you, you come to church and, oh, well, you're breathing. Oh, good. Then you can be in ministry. I've gone to churches and like my, this happened one time. I think I told y'all this and I went visiting. I was just visiting the church. I was just visiting. The guy walked up, the pastor. He said, oh, well, the Lord is showing me that. I don't know what I have, chump written on my head or something. I mean, he, you know, he is, the Lord is showing me that you are called to the ministry here at this church. I said, really? I said, well, I'll tell you what, when the Lord shows me that, I'll be here. Dude, back off. I'm just visiting. That's all. You don't bring people in ministry like that. What? Is, that's crazy. You know, or you can teach the Bible, or if you can read, or you've been hooked on phonics, and you can read. I mean, you know, it's kind of like, oh, well, you can read the Bible. Oh, well, great. Then you're a minister. This is a kind of, believe it or not, it doesn't happen here, and that's why you, this is foreign to you. Because I'm very protective of the ministry here. Yeah, some people, you know, I don't, look, you might call it controlling. I call it duty. To the Lord. I don't, I don't want anybody in the pulpit. Quite honestly, I'm just being real with you. Y'all my family, my Wednesday night peoples. Y'all my peoples. Y'all got people? I got people. No. No. We have to be careful who's ministering to the people here at the church. We're very protective of that. And we need to be. You know, people come up all the time. They've been here like one week or two weeks. Yeah, I love this church, Pastor Ryan. I love this church. I want to serve in this church. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And I'm blessed when people tell me they love the church and they want to serve in the church. That's good. That's a, that's a good desire. 
But I generally encourage people, hey, why don't you just sit down for a while and just, you know, rest and get situated and get familiar with the ministry. And, you know, because, you know, you, you need some time. I mean, some people come here, they've been hurt by other churches. You need some time to heal. Or maybe you've come and you've been serving in other churches and you need some time just to sit and refresh. You know, I'd rather not have ministry going on than have a bunch of burned out people doing it. Somebody say amen. I, I really would. I'd rather have less ministry and people who are refreshed and anointed and called versus just burning people out, doing ministry, man. We're just grinding the ministry, just grinding. No, sit, get refreshed, enjoy, learn the word. Hey, you only been here two times. You don't even know if you like this church. And we don't know if we like you. Come on, keep it real, somebody. Is that truth or what? Am, am I... All right, I must not be telling the truth. Y'all ain't waved at me. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, we need to get that relationship thing going, and you need to have a time where nobody's always, you know, hey, what about serving the Lord? Hey, when are you going to start serving the Lord? Hey, you need to get busy for Jesus. Well, you know, we're just busy, 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 busy. Nobody's getting refreshed. Nobody's getting fed. Nobody's sitting. Nobody's learning. Nobody's growing. We got to slow down. Slow down. Let's just sit. I, I recommend three to six months minimum. That's minimum. And even in that, hey, start off slow. Maybe you can do some parking lot. Maybe you can do some. And don't misunderstand me. I'm not establishing a pecking order here. I'm giving you time to grow with the church. Hey, ushers are just as important as pulpit. Parking people are just as important as pulpit. Man, if they don't park cars right. There won't be nobody sitting in here to hear the teaching. Got Uncle Doug and him out there crashing cars. I mean, <laughs> just kidding. we would have a problem. You understand? It's a problem. So, I mean, that's important. That's, that's my point. You understand? Y'all understand? Shake your head if you understand. Okay. That's important. And we get all this, you know, well, if you clean the toilets, that's less than, you know, doing ushers. And if you, you know, if you're doing ushers, that's less than, you know, pulpit and, that's not God's economy. God says, you just do what I called you to do. You serve where I put you. Mind you, Aaron and them didn't put themselves there. God put them there. And they were expected to serve right where they were as priests. That's God's calling. And we need to be mindful of that as we're moving forward and doing the work of the ministry. Yeah, it's a lot of work for these guys to get in the ministry, but there's a reason. And you also want to notice in your text that there's a whole lot of killing going on. Did you get that? As Aaron and his sons were to put their hands on the head of the ram, kill the ram, take the blood, and apply it to verse 20, the tip of the right ear, which signifies I'm going to hear the voice of the Lord. And now they're to hear differently. And then they were to apply the blood to the tip of the right hand. The right hand spoke of strength in the Old Testament, not that God's against the southpaw, but the right hand is a right hand of service. God sees it that way in the scriptures. So they take the blood and apply it to the right hand, which speaks of I'm going to be in the service of God. So I'm going to listen to the voice of God, be in the service of God, which means they're going to work differently. And then they're to apply the blood to the big toe. Y'all following with me? To the big toe of the right foot. Which means I should walk differently. And I'm going to do the will of God. The will of God. So we have the voice of God. The service of God. 
And then finally, we're going to do the will of God. This speaks of Aaron and his sons consecrating their lives completely to God. Notice in verse 23 and 24, notice the wave offering was made of the fat of the ram and the unleavened bread. The breast of the ram was held up and waved back and forth to the Lord. And then the priest could eat that part of the ram. And I want you to notice and and want you to take note of the eating. Did you get this? Did not begin the process of ordination. This is important. It began with washing. It began with anointing. It began with blood atonement for the priest. And then the eating comes after that. You see, eating speaks of what? Fellowship. Eating speaks of relationship. Eating speaks of continual fellowship, which we know in communion, what? Eating speaks of what? Fellowship and relationship as you fast forward to the New Testament for the church. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.